0: How you guys doing today? Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, that was a cool video. Every time I watch those, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know, let's go ahead and whatever uh, the message is, you know, I'm excited for it. Hey, guys, uh, I'm Pastor uh, Raphael, I'm one of the pastors here at Focus 314. And it's an honor to be here with you guys. Uh, uh, my family and I, we just came back from vacation, and uh, we missed you guys. But also, um, we realized how hot it is here in Arizona. You know, um, actually, the day we got back, it was 114, which is the hottest day of the summer. And I'm like, oh, man. Here we go. Um, Over seven years of living here in Arizona, I've kind of developed this weird relationship with uh, with the heat. Uh, It's kind of like that. The only way I can describe it is kind of like that family member you're trying to avoid for for whatever reason, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh, man, you're like, he's going to be there, so like, you know what, let's wait. But you know you're eventually going to have to see that family member because it's Christmas comes around or Thanksgiving or birthday or something, so you're just like, all right, let's just get it over with, you know. So I feel like that's kind of like my relationship with the, with the heat is, you know. I, I try to avoid it as much as possible, but then you just you have no choice. You live here, so you're going you to have to just embrace it, you know. Um, but then I, I'm complaining about the heat, but I'm also wearing a jacket today, which, uh, you know, <laughs> There you go. That's just that's just to tell you guys a little bit about uh, who I am, you know. Um, uh, don't blame. Don't that jacket looks nice? Okay, so don't don't don't. I like my jacket. Okay. All right. Um. Anyway, so guys, a little bit about me is this, guys, is that I grew up in a Catholic background, right? Um. So I grew up in the Catholic Church. Uh. I don't remember going to church very much when I was younger, uh. And I probably have about a handful of experiences of going to church when I was younger. But there was one particular situation that, um, that I can't remember, and I can't seem to shake off, uh, because I always go back to this, to this uh, church uh, memory that I have. And this is where I was about 11 years old. Um, my mom took my brother and I to this uh, Spanish First Pentecostal church. Smaller church in New York, flush in New York. And, uh, um, and all I remember is that the pastor, will, will, he found a way to either start or end with this word, and the word was fuego, (laughs) fuego, Uh, for some of you guys don't know, fuego means fire, you know, it means fire, so he would be John 3 16, fuego, and and to the day, I'm 32 years old, and that memory has not, it's still in my head, it's like, I can't, every time I think of church when I'm younger, I think of that. So, um, it, you know, it, it had that much of an impact on me. So I want to do something today. So I w- I hopefully uh, this message will stick with you guys. So I, I want to go ahead and shout Fuego on three, and hopefully this will help you remember the message for throughout the week. And, and hopefully, what, 20 years uh, after that, I'm 32, so uh, hopefully it will help you remember. So in three, we're going to shout out Fuego, okay? Ready? One, two, three, Fuego! Yeah, there we go. Okay, some of you guys, some of you guys are like, nope, I'm not saying that, you know, which is okay, it's okay. Um, all right, guys, so join me in prayer as we go ahead and open up uh, the message and, and uh, ask God to just uh, speak to us today. Uh, so if you just bow your head and um, quiet your hearts, please. Uh, Father, we we thank you for today. We thank you for this opportunity. Father, uh, I ask you to use me uh, to speak to your church, Father. Um, I just ask you to just uh, let your will be done in all the glory and and to be for your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, so name droppers, right? So when Pastor Darren first told us about this, I'm like, man, that sounds intense, you know, name droppers. It's like a, like a, you know, TV drama or a a book or an album that just dropped, you know, a name dropper. So I'm like, man, I don't know if I can do a, a name dropper series, you know, but I'm here to tell you about Jonah, right? Uh, some of you guys know Jonah, but the, the, uh, Jonah and the whale and, you know, how he got swallowed up in this whale. I don't know how big the fish was, but, man, it has to be pretty big in order for you to swallow it. But anyways, besides the point, um, I'm going to be talking about Jonah, and, and based on Pastor Greg Goshell's message to Jonah in us, uh, I'm going to be focusing on the first chapter of Jonah. And I'm going to be going a little deeper, and, and we're going to discover that there is a, a cycle that Jonah kind of went through in the beginning of, of his story, um, this cycle can can become very um, um, harmful for us. It can become very uh, hard for us to understand. So it's really good for us to look at the story of Jonah and to really t- just go at it and dive into it and, and, and just call it for what it is, you know? Um, and I, I hate to use this, this phrase, but this feel-good message... Um, I, I don't want you guys to think this is going to be a feel-good message. We're like, oh, you know, um, I, n- nothing against that. I don't, I don't even know what that means. But what, I, what I'm, <laughs> but uh, but what I'm trying to tell you is that this is this is an opportunity for us. If you are cut in this four-point uh, cycle, there's an opportunity for you to break free out of that. Yeah. Um, I believe that um that before we go any further, uh, it's, it's, it's very key for us to um remember the scripture and the reason why we're doing this series in the first hand. Is uh, to remember what Romans chapter f- uh, fifteen verse four says, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, they, they provide we might have hope. Learning from the past so we can have hope. That's the whole key. A uh, 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 verse of this of, of this uh, teaching is that we're we're looking at Jonah's life and we're gonna we're gonna break it down and we're gonna see how this cycle sometimes can affect us so much that we don't even know, um and and how there is freedom from that and how there is a uh, a way where we can experience God's mercy through that and um you know um when I first started reading the book of Jonah you know um I was like okay here we go it's only four it's only four chapters right um, or I can knock this out in in what. 10 minutes, you know, uh, but you know, one thing that I realized about a book is this, is that you can tell if a book is going to be, is going to be good right away, like with me, I know that if I read the first, like three pages, I'm like, all right, I'm going to finish this book, or I'm going to put it down, and, and it's going to go on the shelf, and I'm never going to read it again, so uh, for Jonah, and the story of Jonah, it, it starts pretty strong, I mean, Jonah goes straight to the heart of the things, you know, and, and this is what I love about, uh, um, about the book of Jonah, it's short, and it goes straight to the point, um, if we read uh, Jonah uh, chapter 1, it says this, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because his wickedness hath come before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for, the, for that port. After paying the fare, he went abroad and sailed to Tarshish to flee from the Lord. okay. Jonah, what in the world are you doing, bro? God just talked to you first in hand, and, and you decide to run away? I mean, you have one job, Jonah. I mean, you're, you're supposed to be a prophet, and you're supposed to do this, and you, you go ahead and go the other way. I mean, see, one thing that's very key to, to kind of digest from this scripture is this. Jonah's issue was not that he didn't believe God. Jonah's issue was not to say, oh, are you sure, God, that you want me to do? Because I know some of us, I'm going to put myself on blast. I know some of us, we trying to justify the excuse for not to do the things that God asks us to do. Like, for example, you know, there was one time where God said, you need to go talk to that person. And I'm like, okay, God, if this is really you talking to me, I need you to send a bird with some ice cream and don't let it melt by the time it gets here, you know? And I'm like, I, I, I need to know that this is you before I go there because I, I feel like I'm going to be set up, you know? Um, and I feel like Jonah, that, that wasn't Jonah's issue. Jonah's just said, nope, I know what you're getting ready to do. I'm out. I'm gone, you know? So um, <laughs> I can only start thinking, and, and I try to put myself in Jonah's shoes. I'm like, hey, what? okay, Jonah, what? okay, tell us. Okay, all right, tell us what, what, what's the deal. Why, why don't you want to go in Nineveh and, and preach against it or, or, or tell what, uh, what God asks you to do? Um, and, and after doing a little bit of research, I came across that, that um, uh, Nineveh is actually, uh, they weren't friendly. Israel and Nineveh were actually at war with each other. You know they they were enemies, so um, I can only imagine the reaction of of, of Jonah whenever he um, whenever he heard God said, "Hey, I need you to go talk to that person." I could tell say Jonah say, "Hey, you want me to do what? Did you know that person hurt me? Hey, you know that person did this to me, and you still want me to go and talk to that person? What? Nah, man. I mean, man, I was hurt, man. I was I was without a job for a while, or uh, I. I man, I, I was hurt, and then, yeah, you want me to go talk to this person? Now you want me to just all of a sudden just go in and say, hey, man, uh, I just want to let you know the guy's about to, you know, rain some fire on you guys if you guys don't get it together, <laughs> you know? Um, do you want to do that? I mean, come on, God, you know? I can feel, I, I, can, I can only imagine the, uh, Jonah's reaction to, to that request, you know? I, I can only just envision, because let's be real. How many times do we, do we face the same situation. You know, how many times do we face the same situation where God asks us to do something and, and we're like, I don't know, man. That's tough. I, I don't know if I can do that. You know, well, that brings us to our first point, um, our first point on the cycle, and this is, if you have your talk notes, this is what we're going to be, uh, this will be your first point right here. It says, God will often ask you to do the things you don't want to do Yay! Come on now, <laughs> man. Man, yeah, they, You know, um, before I surrendered my life to the Lord, they're like, "Oh yeah, oh, just God will lift you up and and everything's gonna be all right." Man, that was such a lie. <laughs> oh man, everything because I was faced with, with the things that um to to face the things that I didn't want to do. When I became a Christian, I had to face those those things. I had to go into men's relationships. I got to, I had to go and say I'm sorry to the people I've hurt. I had to come before some of the things that I, I was running away from. But God often asks you things that you don't want to do. And that's just a reality of life. That, that, that God will ask you things that you don't want to do. God will make you uncomfortable. That's, that's part of the reason of, of why we grow as Christians, to step out in faith, to do the things that we don't want to do, to do the things that, that, really, that really, 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 uh, uh, um, Make us uncomfortable to a point where we're we're uh, we have a choice, you know, to accept it or not to accept it, you know, um, and you know, uh, for for Jonah's case, I, I kind of find it I find it hard, and this is my own personal experience. I find it hard to offer grace to someone who has hurt me before, you know. Um, grew up in 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 New York and uh, um, Flushing, and and uh, it's you know, it was a dogged dog type of world where you know people were always going against each other. Um, so when I surrendered my life to the Lord, there's a lot of, uh, you know, things that I had to amend with other other people, you know, and, and, uh, um, and that was probably the hardest thing, you know, to offer grace to someone who has hurt me before, you know. Um, and I feel like Jonah kind of faced the same situation to, to offer grace to a person who, uh, to a people who who didn't deserve it, you know. Um, Jesus said it like this, and I'm going to be paraphrasing. Uh, he said, it is easy to die for those who love you. But true love is, um, is found whenever you lay down life for those who, who hate you, you know? Um, yeah, it's, man, if you ask me, would, you, would I sacrifice myself for my little girl? <laughs> Any day, you know? Uh, if it's, it, it's, it's just, that's, that's, that's my little girl. But to, to sacrifice myself for someone who hates me? I mean, that's the true, um, true form of, of love, you know? And Jesus did that for us. Um, and I can only think about how many times God asked us uh, to do something uh, that was so uncomfortable, uh, but we, yeah, we decided to run away from it, you know? Uh, that's a question that keeps coming back to me as far as this part of the, of this, um, of the message, you know? How many times did God asked me to do something, and I, I chose to, to run away instead of saying, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to do what you asked me to do, you know? Um, but you know, one thing that I've come to understand is that um, whenever God asks you to do something that you don't want to do, that's probably the truest form of obedience, you know? That's when you really test to see if it, okay, it's my will or your will, you know? Um, and I feel like a lot of times what we, 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 we face and we battle with this is that we, we let our own intellect get in the way and we think we know better. We think that, that we know what, how God is gonna you know, uh, uh, react or how he's gonna do things. And we, che- we, we choose to, to take our own intellect over God's plan. And then we choose to, to say, you know what, nah, I'm going to go the other way. And I'm going to go down to Joppa and take a, uh, take a boat the opposite direction and, 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 and see what what, uh, what I find there, you know. Um, you know, and I don't know, but I, I can only, you know, I can only think about, um, you know, well, there's times where I, I, I get into the dilemma where how do you know if guy's really talking to you, right? Like that's just one thing that I, that, that I kind of... Um, encounter when I was preparing for this message. I'm like, well, how do you know God is really talking to you? Yeah, sure, you know, oh, if God tells me right now to go down to Nineveh, I'll go in a heartbeat, right, you know, <laughs> yeah, because I know, you know, I don't want to go, I don't want to get stuck in any fish, tell you that, you know, I I, I, I don't like sushi, and, and that's out of my comfort zone right there, you know, so I, God, I will go to Nineveh, and I will, whatever it is that you ask me to do, I will go, but the thing is this, is that, um, you know, <laughs> how do you know when God is talking to you, you know, we run into this situation a lot, a lot of times, when, okay, how do I know that God is really telling you to go and, 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 and preach the gospel to, uh, to your coworker, to your friend, or to the, even to the person sitting right next to you at the grocery store, you know, I, I mean, it, it's, it's real, I mean, I don't know if, I, if you guys ever encountered that, that situation, but there's times where I, I know I'm sitting in a in line, and I, I'm like, I go and talk to this person. I feel, I feel like the Holy Spirit is just telling me to say, hey, go, go over there and talk to this person. Hey, go, go over there and tell this person it's going to be alright. I don't know if, you, if you've ever been in a situation where you can just feel the overwhelming um, pain in this person. And you just want to say something. you just don't know how to say it or, or, or how to approach it without being weird, you know. Uh, I, I'm already kind of weird looking, so if I go to, to a person, I'll be like, uh, hey, it's going to be alright. You know, it, it's, it's just... <laughs> I, I feel like the person's going to get freaked out, so I just, you know what, I, I try to like really, really make sure that God is talking to me, you know, uh, but one thing that I've understood about uh, when God's telling you to do something is this, is that he would never go against his will, you know, he would never go and, and tell you, hey, um, hey, uh, Tom, I need you to go and lie to your boss so you can get a raise, you know, I need you to go do this, I need you to go do that, he, never, he would never tell you to do that, you know, I, I, God is, the Alpha and Omega. He, he is, uh, you can tell that everything that he did through creation to today has been pure linear. You know, he doesn't go against his will. Um, and and that's, that's the God that we serve. Um, but the other thing that also, that I've also f- uh, found very true whenever God asks me to do something is this, is that it's a nagging feeling in my heart. I don't know if you guys ever felt that, but man, I can't shake it off. I try to watch a movie. I try to man, I, I try to do something just to get that feeling off of me, you know, to get that thought out of my head, and that feeling is just there, and I'm like, Ugh, all right, you know, it, it's, just, it's just a constant nagging feeling that you have in your mind and your heart that, uh, um, that you just can't shake off, you know. Um, I, I remember a pastor about two years ago when we went to summer camp said this, is that God would often, God would often put a desire in your heart to direct you in the way you should go, but a lot of times what we choose is we choose to allow distractions to kind of uh, quiet down that, that, uh, that desire, and we choose to ignore it, you know, and that's very true, you know, there's a lot of times where, um, like, for example, I'm, I'm the youth pastor, you know, I, I didn't want to be the youth pastor, but it was just a nagging thing, just like, ah, yeah, 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 you know, was so like, all right, good, okay, um, let's, let's do it, God, you know, um, but the thing is this, is that, um, that a lot of times, you, you're not going to want to do these things, you know, but the desire is going to be there nagging you, and nagging you, and nagging you, uh, one of our former students put it like this uh, when it comes to, like, sharing the gospel, right? Um, she said, is it five minutes of my embarrassment or a lifetime of not knowing God? <laughs> I just want you to really grasp that. Five minutes of my embarrassment or a lifetime of not knowing God? And this is just particularly sharing the gospel with somebody else. But this concept plays true anywhere else. Is it, am I going to be obedient to God? Or I'm going to miss the opportunity to have a fellowship with God for the rest of my life. And I'm not saying, like, oh, you're going to be cut off. No, well, well, uh, your obedience will lead you into a more intimate, closer uh, relationship with God. You know, um, so I want you to really realize that five minutes of, of, of embarrassment or a simple request of, of, of doing something like serving at church or maybe reading your Bible, how about praying? You know, the little things that, that when you put it in perspective, they're really not that big of a deal as far as time goes. But, man, carries such a weight of eternity behind it, you know? You know, these are the things that, that, that I feel like it's very critical for us to point out. Um, and I just have a, a question that I want to just leave with you guys before we move on to our second point. Um, and this question is, what, what's God been asking you to do lately? I can't answer that question for you. I wish I could say, but hey, you know what, uh, 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 Pastor Jonathan, you have to do this because you can't tell me. No, it's not. You know, it's a personal relationship between you and God, you know? So what's, what's God been asking you to do lately? All right. So whenever God asks you to do something uh, that you don't want to do, there's this This is always true right here. And this is our second point. You can always find a boat sailing the wrong direction. Man, and I love this because, man, I was, woof. You're talking about excuses? Here I am, you know, I man, I fought going to church for like many, many years. Like, I will, my dog is sick. You know, you're talking about making up excuses for not turning your homework? Man, I was getting creative with my mom and everybody else. I'm like, hey mom, you know what? Um, I gotta take a shower and in the shower something happened and I can't make it to church today, you know? And I mean, it, it, was, it was crazy, you know? Um, but I feel like like this. This is so true. Whenever we're we're, we're faced with the opportunity to be obedient, there's always going to be an opportunity for you to choose not to do it, right? There's always going to be there's going to be an opportunity for you not to do it. But not only that, but there's always going to be an opportunity for you the opposite thing. You know, it's just it's just how it plays out. You know, um, for example, uh, how many football fans do we have here? Yeah, there you go. Okay, all right, let's go Eagles. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> but but I mean let. us Yes, football, yeah, <laughs> uh, but the thing is this, is that, man, those morning, those morning games are such a killer, because I have to be at church, and oh, man, they you know, I got to cheer my team on, you know, you know, they guys ask you to come to church, God said, hey, do not give up meeting together, you know, those God's command, God's already asked you to do something already right off the bat, but sometimes we, we you know that there is a boat going to Tarshish, and, and it's planned at, at, at what, 10 a.m., yeah, it's been at ten a.m., you know, and and then you choose to go on that boat, you know, and then you put that excuse before you, you know, but that's just one example of of how we uh, um we can sail the wrong way or how the wrong way is always available for us. Um, you know, and and I want to point this out, right? This is the second point of the cycle, right? Uh, the first one is you can always uh, um sorry, the first one is you uh, um God will always ask you to do the 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 things that you want you don't want to do. And then the second one is you can always find a boat sailing the opposite direction, right? Or the wrong direction. And I feel like this is a very critical point in, in the cycle, right? Because um, not only have you say, okay, God, I, I'm, I'm not doing what you've asked me to do, but you intentionally go in the opposite direction. Now, not only are you saying, no, I don't want to do that, but now I'm saying, hey, I don't, I don't want to hear from you anymore. See, there's a difference between, hey, I don't want to do it, and you can still have a dialogue i I'm like, okay, tell me why don't you want to do it. See, Jonah not only did he say, hey, I don't want to do it, but he said, I'm not trying to do it, and I'm not trying to hear about it. And Jonah went the opposite direction. And, and again, and this is a cycle that, that some of you guys might experience it before, some of you guys are, are experiencing it right now. Um, it's just to help us understand that, hey, if you do get yourself... In this vicious four-point cycle, uh, we do have grace in this. But uh, I, I do want to point out that, you know, um, whenever you choose to go the opposite direction, you're basically turning your ear away from God. The communication gets, gets, gets a little cloudy now. You know, you're not, you're not really trying to see what God ha- you know, wants to do in your life anymore. You, you, you start to slowly drift away on this boat. That is going opposite from what God wants to ask you to do. Um, uh, so the dialogue gets cut off, you know, there's, there's no more dialogue between Jonah and, and God no more, you know. Um, and a lot of times we run into that too. And, and, and this, is, this is something that has it's been, it's been there since the beginning of time as far as, uh, um, you know, people not wanting to do what, what God asked them to do, you know, Adam and Eve, right, uh, all the way to today, you know. There's always going to be that, hey, I don't want to do what God wants us to do. But turn away and go in the opposite direction, Cutting that communication off is very critical. This is, this is a very critical point uh, because you're just saying, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it. Uh, Jonah was looking to run away from God. Um, he, you know, he completely, literally missed the opportunity to be obedient, and he literally went the opposite way. Um, and like I said, you know, sometimes we, 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 can, we can use football, we can use our jobs, we can do X, Y, and Z to, to, um, to sell away from what God has for us. Um, I know for, for a lot of you guys, um, you know, it, it's hard, it, it's hard, and for, for me it's hard too where um, guys ask me to do something, especially uh, on a hot summer day, and, and someone's moving, and I'm like, man, I know I need to lose weight, but I can't, I mean, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to do it, God, and then boom, you know, here it comes, uh, the soccer game just came on, I'm like, hey, you know what, uh, I'm going to miss that today because, uh, you know, Barcelona is playing and they need my support right now, so... Good luck, you know. So it's 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 just it's just that, you know. We choose to to not only obey what God has for us, but uh, we we can go the opposite direction and cut away all communication. Um, you know, a, a couple a couple years ago, um, I had one of my students um, ask me this question, and that and that question was, um, I can't hear from God. Which, as a youth pastor, that's probably like like sugar you know, it's like, yes, you know, this this student is asking me that they can't hear from God, and that motivates me, because if there's anything, I love when a student generally says, like, I, I, I want to surrender my life to God, or I want to go close to God, that's, pff, man, that's, that's like a red bull right there uh, for a youth pastor uh, but but so I, I get all excited, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you know what, cancel everything we're going to go and talk to the student right now because um the student needs you know we need to talk about this right and uh, um and then we, we sat down and we talked and and then and then all right, book, so man, I, you know first of all i'm I'm glad that you that you want to get closer to god and and how you're doing this and that and and then um and then I ask him this question, So, okay, now talk to me oh." Uh, How's your prayer life? And then he's like, "Oh well, yeah, I, I do my five minutes in the morning, and you know, before I eat and before I go to sleep." I'm like, "Okay, okay." So I'm like, "What about your best friend?" I'm like, "How, how do you? How, what do you guys do? You, how do you guys get to know each other?" Oh, well, we go out, oh, we do this and we do that. And I'm like, I'm like, "Bro, there you go." I'm like, "How do you expect to hear from God when you don't want to hear from him?" You know? I mean, just let's keep it real. Let's let's just let's just go ahead and 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 put our our, our you know, pants on and, and spiritual pants and, and just keep it real. Sometimes we run into situations because we decide to choose uh, oh, the, the, the opposite way. Sometimes those things uh, happen because we choose to go the opposite direction. You know I, know, I know we're talking about Jonah and how he was requested to go to Nineveh and that's kind of like a huge thing, you know, because, man, he's going to go preach against the, uh, 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 the whole city. That's, that's a and the scale of asking things that's pretty high to me you know i'm like man that's that's tough but how about those little things that god already asked you to do i mean yeah sure we can say well god never said to me to do to do this to do that yes he has he has He's plenty of times in the bible that he's asking you to spend time with him to to read to pray to intercede for people to 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 do his will and how many times do we do we put our, we take ourselves out of the picture? Like, well, uh, that isn't really a concern to me. Uh, so therefore, I'm going to do this instead of actually doing what God already asked me to do. Yeah, sure. Jonah's example was pretty intense because he was going to uh, to a city, but the the principle still applies to the little things as far as praying for other people, being there for other people, for loving other people. Principle still applies. Um, so, you know, when we, when we fail to do these things, we, 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 we slowly caught communication with God, and, and we start to drift away from God, and to the point where we, we get frustrated and confused, because now we can't hear from God now, because we, um, you know, you're going to a little slump, you're going to, oh, man, I don't know what's, I can't, I can't get in worship anymore, you know, I can't. That song doesn't hit me like it used to hit me before, you know. You go into this because you slowly drift away from what God is asking you to do. Um, so let's go ahead and, and uh, um, let's move on to our third point. And um, our third point is this, guys. Um, God may send a storm to grab your attention. Man, and I, um, I'm going to start getting a little serious here but, um, because th- who, who likes a storm, Who's from the Midwest here? I'm just kidding. uh, uh, No, um, who who loves storms in their lives? Where you just love? Hey, bring it! Bring the drama! Bring the unemployment! Bring the foreclosure! Bring the divorce over to me. I I I don't think I've I've heard a lot of people said that. But the thing is, this is that a lot of times um, those storms happen um, to grab our attention. And and let me just be clear. And let me just go ahead and and say this. So. So you guys know this, um, is that I don't believe that God sends over um, or sends the storms over to you in a sense of of something bad to you so you can, you know, get your attention. I believe that he allows those things to happen to you so you can wake up. I believe that some of the storms are, are we create ourselves. When we slowly start to drift away from God, you know, we create the storms. Think about it like this, right? Um, We were all teenagers, and some of you are still teenagers now um how many times did your mom ask you to clean your room all right twice a day my mom okay all right i came clean mom uh you know you're gonna watch this so twice a day uh she used to ask me to clean my room and i'm like man why do i have to clean my room all the time, so, you know like what, what's going on here you know but the thing is this, is that, is that the same principle applies in our spiritual life, you know? If, we don't, if we're not constantly active in, in, in cleaning up, it's, just gonna be, it's gonna be a mess after a mess after a mess after a mess until you're in trouble. <laughs> until you're like, oh shoot, I can't find pass to go to school anymore. Or uh, oh, I lost my iPad, <laughs> you, know? you know? Even the little ring thing doesn't work anymore. You can't paste your iPad and find it with all that mess, you know? Same principle. This this things that, that whenever you decide to disobey your mom's uh, command to not clean your room will eventually leave for more, you know, mess to start building up in your life and more mess and more mess and more mess to the point where you, man, you can't even live in your own house, you know, because you, you're going to have to live in a living room, you know, because uh, your room is, is, is not a place suitable for you to sleep in anymore, you know. Uh, but th- it's the same way, you know, whenever God asks us to do something and we turn away from him, you know, uh, we, we, we drift away and this thing start to happen where it just it builds up. It just builds up to a point where, where uh, we start realizing that, hey, man, this stinks, <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to live in this room anymore, you know. Um, and a lot of times um, those storms are, are just like in our spiritual life. You know, things happen in our life to where um, we need to start. We need to go from why God to Okay, God, what is it? You know, this is a point, this is, this is, this is the third point of, of the message where um, I was going to label it the, the what point. Because um, I feel like this, at this point in, in this cycle, um, it's, it's about asking, okay, God, I'm not liking how this is going. Am I missing something here? What, what am I missing in this process? What, 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 am, I not, what am I not seeing right now? What, what am I, what did I miss along the process that, that I need to see right now? The third point is, is where, where we have an opportunity to, to say, okay, God, uh, refocus our attention and, and, uh, and ask for, for forgiveness if we have, um, you know, just intentionally say, God, I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to go the direction you want me to go. Um, and, and, I and my relationships are not too well right now. Am I missing something here? Have, have I not been nice to my wife lately? Have I forgot to honor her and everything that I say? Have I have I forgot to to pray for them every morning? What is it, God? You know what what, what what am I what am I missing? So it's very key for us to remember that that God may send a storm to grab our attention. You know, um, and, and like like again, I want you to understand that I don't believe that, that God will send a storm over to you. Uh, he will allow those storms to. to to Happen in your life, so you can, um, so you so you can know that he's that he's saying, hey, are you listening to me? Are you uh, are you paying attention? In Jonah's case, you know, um, I think that we have a scripture here It um, says, then then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea. And such a violent storm arose that the ship uh, threatened to uh, break to break up. Um, for the sake of of time, I didn't put the, the whole scripture there uh but it, see Jonah I want you to understand the picture that's happening here right Jonah is uh, uh decided to go to Tarshish right in a ship that is meant to travel it says that the the the, the great wind was so was was so violent that the uh, the crew members were scared the crew members were terrified of what's happening now I don't know about you, but, but if say that a, a, a person who's supposed to do their job is scared of doing their job, that means something's definitely wrong, you know? So if, if, the, if the, crew, the crew people in, in the ship were like, oh, this is not good, then I should be scared too, you know? I should be like, oh my goodness, this is, something bad is going to happen, you know? But we, we find Jonah in the scripture, and it says that Jonah went to the, to the deck below, and he fell asleep. He fell asleep while this big storm was going on, right? Now I want to be very, very, very specific when I come when it comes to this point. A lot of times, whenever we d- drift ourselves away from God, we go on auto cruise mode. We go on like, oh yeah, everything is good, you know. Sure, you know, I can I keep watching my my binge shows and uh, I can I can go ahead and 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 do what I got to do and and everything is good until boom, the storm hits us, and then uh, we're like, oh, what happened, you know? Uh, I feel like Jonah ran into a situation where he where he was definitely on, on uh, auto-cruise uh, auto mode, and, and then um, the captain of the ship came to him and was like, hey, wake up, you know, don't you know what's happening? We're about to drown, you know? And then Jonah was like, oh, shoot, you know? Um, but the thing is that, that um, at this point, uh, Jonah uh, said, um, it's me, I'm a Hebrew, um, I, I worship the living God, and... Uh, um, and I know why this is happening. I'm paraphrasing. Um, so I'm the one that is at fault with all this. And then the captain said, like, why don't you go ahead and pray and, and, you know, pray to God so he can save us. Jonah knew exactly what, what, what was happening. He knew it. You know, he realized it after, after he, he got woken up from his auto, uh, um, auto cruise mode. He, he, he knew what was happening. It was God trying to grab his attention. It was God trying to tell him, hey, look, you need to do something about you not wanting to hear from me. You know, um, I feel like, you know, it's funny because um um Jonah Jonah said, I am a Hebrew and I worship the living God and I feel like he, he pulled his Christian card out and he was like, Hey, I'm a I'm a Hebrew and I worship the living God, you know, but how many times do we caught up in we, we get caught up in that in that whole um, you know, event of things where we're like, Oh, I'm a Christian and I believe in God and I don't feel like this should be happening to me, you know? Or or uh, you get caught doing something wrong, like Uh, shoot, I'm a Christian, and I don't do that, or, and, and it just makes you look even worse, because, well, are you really a Christian, you know, you're, you're really running away from God right now, and you're not really supposed to be doing uh, what you're doing right now, Um, and then I feel like, like, at this point, Jonah was uh, experiencing um, a little bit of reckoning, where he knew that it was his fault that, that, uh, you know, that, um, uh, that, the ship was about to, you know, go down and everything. But what amazes me about this point too is is that um, <sighs> your how our decisions affect other people. And, and this is and this is a uh, this is a very hard one for me because um, I live far away from the closest family member that I have is in is in uh, California, and another one is in Houston, which is my brother. Um, And my decisions, my inability to listen to God affects them even when they are over there. See, Jonah's Jonah's decision, I mean, yeah, sure, you know, Jonah didn't obey God. He went and did his thing. But, man, a ship is getting ready to go down on the water. A lot of people's lives are at stake there. How many times do do our decisions have that much of an effect? When we let our inability of not being obedient to God Affect other people, and I, and I, again, I'm not saying this to, to to overwhelm you with with this thought of like, oh, maybe they're going through this because I'm not doing something. No, 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 I'm not doing that. What I'm doing is I'm, I want to re- I want you to reflect on this thought that your decisions have that much of an impact. Five minutes of embarrassment or a lifetime of not knowing God. I tell this to the students all the times, all the times when I talk to the students. I'm like, hey. We we have youth group. We have this and that. <laughs> Not because I want to tell you uh, that you need to do this, you need to do that. No. It's because there's going to be one day that one person is going to walk into that group and it's going to need your smile. It's going to need your prayer. It's going to need you to be there for them. Because your decisions affect a large amount of people. Your... <laughs> As a father, I, I, I realize that uh, this is just true and truer every day as I go. If I don't change her diaper, or if I don't act the way I should, what, am, what example am I giving my, my little daughter, or my my older daughter too? My inability to not follow God and to not choose to obey God has an impact on them. We see generational curses that get passed on to pass on to them. You know, people. Um, not wanting to obey God in a certain area, the kid learns that p- they take it to the next generation and the next church and they and it's hard to break. That's the example they they they, they, they got raised up with. So that's how much of a decision that's uh, um that you're um that, that you that's how much of an impact the decision has whenever you decide not to obey God. Um um and I, I wanna go ahead and, and move uh, to the next point. Um and, and this is and I'm going to wrap things around here so if I can have the worship team come up here and um, and this is this is our fourth point guys and um uh, the fourth point is this is that um, now that that you have you have acted you have the Jonah have chosen not to to do what God asked him to do not he he went the opposite direction where he, what he asked him to do the storm was 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 you know was coming Jonah realizes that it was his fault now Jonah is getting ready to face what what he what he didn't intend it to, and that was his worst nightmare, War, um, and Jonah's worst nightmare was exactly what he needed, and how many times that plays out in our lives, too, you know, where Jonah's worst nightmare is exactly what uh, um, what he needed, and, and our worst nightmare is exactly what we needed. Sometimes we need to be called out on the things that we need to be called out on. Hey, are you having an, an, an affair that you, need that, you, that, you, that you need to be called out? Are you cheating? Are you a uh, uh Are you doing the things that you're not supposed to do? See, and I find this true, right? Because, um, and I'm just gonna use this example of of, of, uh, an affair. Um, You get yourself in a situation where you you, you went and and did the things that you weren't supposed to do. Now you're so scared of coming clean with what you did because everything, your daughter, your wife, your wife, Everything that you built on is, is is destroyed. This is probably the worst nightmare you could ever think of. And we, it, we don't want to come clean because um, it was a mistake. I'm not going to do it anymore, you know. But let's, let's be honest. Until you shine light, until you face that nightmare, you won't find Freedom. You're gonna find yourself back in the same four cycle all over again. You're gonna find yourself repeating the same cycle all over again. A- allowing that nightmare to crush everything that we have, that we uh, that we know, is the only way we we're gonna find freedom from that. See. Um, What are, you, what are you facing them right now? like what's a nightmare? Uh, relationships financially? Uh, what is something that you need to be called on called out on that um, that can be the the, the the exact thing that, that is going to wake you up that's going to say, "Hey, I don't want to go through this four-point cycle anymore. I don't want to go through this anymore because I'm, uh, I can't stand to see my little girl or, or my, my older girl or my wife hurt anymore." I can't see my mom uh, cry her eyes out anymore. I can't. I, I just can't, can't. stand that anymore. This is a point where you you hit rock bottom, where where you you have a choice again, to keep going, or to get yourself out of there. Um, and again, I'm not, I'll, I'll probably be speaking to you today, or probably I'll, I'll probably I'm not speaking to you today. Mm-hmm. But if you ever find yourself in this cycle, this is a time where you you say, okay, God not my will anymore not my intellect anymore it's your will your will lord what have you been asking me to do what uh, have i not been faithful in reading your scripture have i not interceded for this person have i not been there for this person this is this is a part where you can really start experiencing god's grace and you see the interesting part about this is that, um, and let's go ahead and, and let's, let's look at the scripture here, right? Uh, and it says that they took Jonah and threw him overboard. The raging sea grew calm, and at this time men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made bows to him. But the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. It's Jonah chapter 1 verse 15 17, you know what amazes me about this and about ex- what we need is is let's um, face our worst nightmare. Is that um, and this is what this is this is why I stand here today as, as as a as a person who has committed life to follow Christ. Is that the Bible says that God provided a great fish to swallow Jonah? I can only imagine Jonah being, uh, yeah, I messed up. Throw me overboard. Raging sea. I mean, I don't really like going on boats or anything because they kind of make me seasick. I can only imagine being in that that big boat. Man, that's that's a place of no hope. Being thrown in the sea is a place of no direction. It's worst nightmare, worst possible scenario. But here's Jonah. He's being thrown out in there. And he's like, all right, do as me as you will, Lord. I'm done. I can't. I can't. I cannot do this anymore. And the, and the, the thing that, that, that captivates me and it just motivates me is that God provided a fish for Jonah before Jonah even prayed. See, now I'm going to bring it back around to the, first, to the first point, to the first point. And the first point is that we, 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 we chose not to, to do what God asked us to do right, for whatever reason, because we thought our intellect was better, because we thought that our thoughts were better, and we, choose to, we, we chose to go the opposite direction. But but let's not forget this. God has a plan. God has provision. As scary, as as uncomfortable as it might sound, God already provided what you need. So whenever God asks you to do something, and you're like, "Well, I, God, I don't know. I, I might not have the the, the ability, or I might not have the fun." I mean, here I am. I. A youth pastor whose English is the second language. God, I don't know. I, I don't know if you want me to go up to go up there and 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 talk to your people. God already provided a way. God provided a God provided a fish for Jonah way before Jonah even prayed, and that's the whole thing in chapter two. Chapter two of Jonah it says Jonah prayed to God, and it's a long prayer. How, God, uh, how Jonah just. I said, God, I'm sorry. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sorry that I, 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 I had the chance to be obedient, but, but I, I, I didn't, didn't take that chance. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, please allow me to, to, to be worthy enough to serve you again. Before he, he poured his heart out, before, before God God already provided a fish for him. Um. So I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what's the one thing the God's been asking you to do or how, like, how is this person going to react? Or, don't worry about it. God is asking you to do your job. Don't try to think about what God's job is going to be. God is going to set the way for you and you have to trust that. You have to have faith in that. If God is asking you to do something, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Five minutes of embarrassment or a lifetime of not knowing God. There's two ways of stepping out of the boat. Two ways. We look look in in the scripture that there's two men of God that step out of the boat. One was Peter. I don't know if you guys remember that. Peter stepping out of the boat, right? And then another one we find, Jonah. He stepped out of the boat, willingly or unwillingly. Peter said... Take me to you, Lord. I want to go. Peter gets off the boat and starts, one, two, boom. He sinks. Jonah didn't have no choice. They threw him in the water. Good luck, bro. Thank you. You know. um, And it always amazes me how in those situations, we see God's grace. We see God's provision. Jonah's like, oh, snaps. I'm drowning. Jesus comes, grabs him. Jonah, here's the fish. Go in there, three days. You know, time out for you, you know. Um, God's provision is amazing. I stand here because I can testify of that provision. I can testify that at one point I was not worthy of God's grace. But the good thing is that grace doesn't work based on your actions. Grace doesn't work based on what what, what would you do great words of what Jesus has done for you. That's how it works. Um, And this is probably um, one of the things where I want to leave you with, and I want you to understand that the same question as far as what has God been asking you to do lately? What is the one thing that God has been asking you? What is that that, that one thing that won't leave you alone? Cause to be serving at church. Cause to be uh, helping out your your neighbor. I don't know what it is. What has God been asking you to do lately? And and, and and I feel like this is this is where my heart is b- behind that message. Because yeah, we find this 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 really nasty cycle in, in, in uh, the first book of the first chapter of Jonah. But I want you to understand this too, is that if though that cycle is true going the opposite in a negative way this cycle is also true if you choose to go the 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 right way if you choose to obey God you get closer to God instead of away from God you instead of experiencing storms you're going to start experiencing victories instead of experiencing your worst nightmares you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna see things that you never, ever thought that you could see. You know, the greatest joy that I have about serving this church is this. is Being able to see somebody else say, Jesus, I need you and thank you for everything you've done in my life. Before, I was stuck in like, man, I need, I need, a, I need a new car. I need some rims on it and this and that. But... It was all materialistic. Now I find the greatest joy is that, man, I just, I just want to see someone um, just commit their ways to the Lord. Find victories in God. The cycle plays the same way the opposite direction. Whenever you get closer to God, you develop more of an intimate relationship with Him. You start experiencing victories. You start experiencing breakthroughs and stuff that you never thought Marriages get restored. things that you thought that were possible are possible because we believe in the healing for Cassandra and I believe that's going to be one of the things. you're going to start to see these things that you never thought you could, could see possible things that, that, that pass beyond science and and, and and anything else that cannot be explained. My stepfather was diagnosed with uh, um, with um, he had three of his main arteries and his heart clogged up. And they were like, man, we need to operate. That's the only way you're going to live. That's the only way you're going to live. Doctors say, no. We need, we, they were actually setting up the appointment for the operation because they, they, he, he had a um, stroke on the way to work, and, and they found that he was, man, he was messed up. Um, but we believe that, that the surgery was not the way you should go. And I'm not saying I'm not saying this because I believe that we 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 trust the natural, and we believe in the in the supernatural. We I believe in medicine. I believe in the, in the procedure of, of of what needs to be done uh, in in the medical field. But I do believe this too, is that there is a level of of supernatural uh, that, that can happen within that process. We believe that the the, the surgery was not necessary, and by the grace of God, I tell you guys this, the the second appointment that he had, they found that his arteries opened up like 50%. He was operating like 25%, so he was in bad shape. So they're like, wait, what happened here? We were supposed to operate this guy, and, and now he's all of a sudden getting better. Man, that was about a year ago. He's up and going right now. We didn't want surgery because surgery was, it's tough on people. Surgery, is, especially heart surgery, is tough. So we didn't want that surgery. But man, we saw God's come through, friends. We saw things that we never thought possible. The things that you, you read in books and you'd be like, oh my goodness, how did that happen? I want something like that happen to me. Well, do what God is asking you to do. Start praying, start spending more time with God. Start saying, "Okay, God, not my will, but Your will." God, where, 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 where do You need me? Where, where do I need to go? What do I need to do to experience You in ways that I can never experience? Or to experience victories that I can never experience? What? what's God been asking you to do lately? Simple question. I'm going to go ahead and, um, and, and, and let's bow our heads. It's a time for us to. To really respond to this message, um, and I want us to to just have a little bit of a, a meditation time, because I believe that that the, we are a very prime position here to to continually and, and intentionally keep ignoring what God is is asking us to do, or to say, okay, God, here I am, I I, I need you right now. I I don't know what's going on, but I. I I need to hear from you only only you and God can have this dialogue only you and God can can have this intimate time where you he can come before it's like hey look I this is this is what needs to be done or, or, or can you do this or um, whatever He's asking you to do and maybe that 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 question it's as simple as accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe it's as simple as saying, you know what? I'll just come to church because uh, I have nothing to do with on mornings. There's not football going on right now, so I have to be at church. And maybe it's a decision where you truly say, Jesus, I want to know you as my Savior. I don't want my decisions to affect my family anymore. I don't want my decisions to affect anybody else anymore. So with your eyes closed, just take some time to think about what God has been asking you to do lately. Do not miss a chance to experience that intimacy with God. Who's, who's that person that you need to forgive or you need to ask for forgiveness? What's the one thing that you've been just constantly going the opposite direction? Honoring your wife, honoring your kids, giving up that, that nasty habit, or intentionally committing your life to devote yourself to the reading of the scriptures, to prayer. I don't know what it is, but you know. I wanted today's message to be a time of reckoning for us to really understand what God is asking us to do and to find hope that even though we don't like some of these things, God is there. And he already provided that great fish for you. He already provided that things that you need. As scary as it might seem, as difficult as it might seem, God already provided a way for that. Can I get a witness?